Is this something that I've been doing to the point? In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it, and the Big Ten Championship is in Champaign! <laughs> they rush the floor! And now, broadcasting live and local. From the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's a lineup with Travis Sparks. We're going to save the for tomorrow. We need Eric here. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Eric Fry. <sighs> it's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Starting lineup. It's Tuesday. What's the Tuesday? Taco Tuesday, maybe. And it's also September nineteenth, twenty twenty-three. Tapping out there, Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, hanging out with you for the next hour or so here on ESPN Radio. And uh, coming up for you today, we got a, a good show, a lineup for you, as always, with pretty much football out of the way for the most part. We do have some uh, Illini and college football stuff to uh, uh, finish up talking about uh, today, so that's going to be on the way in this hour at some point with uh, that Illini loss to uh, Penn State. It's time to turn the page to FAU. So that's what they're prepping for this week. And we'll also hit up on some Major League Baseball from last night. Something major that happened last night. Finally, something positive happened in St. Louis, possibly, uh, that we'll get into. And uh, we'll also uh, get to uh, some area coaches as well. We got Coach Jefferson uh, from Arthur Lovington. I would hand going to be joining the uh, program a little bit later on in the uh, podcast. So check that out. And we had not one, but two Monday Night Football games last night. And if you enjoyed that doubleheader, well, you're going to enjoy next week because they got another doubleheader coming up that they were promoting quite heavily last night if you're watching those games. And, man, had a nasty injury mm-hmm. there in that uh, Steelers and a Browns game that we'll get into and explore the NFL coming up here in uh, just a, a little bit. And, of course, we're going to hit up on uh, some local sports as well, some uh, local baseball happening that happened yesterday and some golf, volleyball, everything that happened yesterday. We'll get into it, and we'll tell you about it coming up here in just a little bit. But uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and uh, let's uh, get it started today, and uh, let's uh, get it started with what we always do. Let's lead it off with First Things First. Before we get into the show,
first things first. The 2-1 pitch with two outs. Here comes to Adamas. A swing and it's popped up. Short right field. Tommy Edmond goes out. He's under it. He makes the catch. It's a Wainer Redbird winner. 200 career victories for Adam Wainwright. Joining Bob Gibson and Jesse Haynes as 200 game winners in the Cardinal organization. Light up the night for Wayno. One nothing. The Cardinals win on a home run by Contreras. And Wainwright has won back-to-back starts to gain 200 career wins. But I love this city. I love being a St. Louis Cardinal. And I love that I got to play my whole career here. Thank you all so much for embracing me. I love you. There's the man himself after the game. And uh, Adam Wainwright finally had done it. It took him a while, mm-hmm. as longer than we probably anticipated. But he finally did it last night as he picked up a career victory at number 200 there. I think that's the most excited I've heard of John Rooney of this season. I think there was only other couple of times where he's got that excited. But uh, there was, as the Cardinals were victorious last night. And, of course, only gave him one run of yeah. support and seven strong innings from Wayno, but all that matters is that they got the dub and all that matters is that on his first try after all this time yeah first try at 200 gets it done and also gets it done what we wanted it to be in st louis yes and that was uh way right after the game uh talking to the the fans a little scary travis with king came in gave up two hits um a little bit just just a little nervous i'm sure adam wainwright was in the in, in the dugout, but, you know, he, he did what he needed to do. And, again, for a city that loves baseball as much as St. Louis does, it's nice to finally celebrate something good this season. Yeah. Because there hasn't been a whole no. lot to celebrate. It's been a dreadful, dreadful yeah. season. Not a lot of positives. And wish there was more highlights, but this is right up there. You know how, you, you know, you talk about highs and lows. Mm. Last year, would you not say Travis was a high for St. Louis Cardinals? Yes, he didn't do much in the playoffs, as we've been over multiple times. But just the feeling around the ballpark every day Mm -hmm. was electric. The atmosphere was electric. It was. This year, you could not sit there with a wool sweater and try and get an electric shock in that stadium. Yeah. Uh, It's it's sad to see because, again – Baseball's better when the Cardinals are better. This is me saying this as a Cubs fan. Sure. It's, it's the same thing with, with the Cubs base and the Yankees. Like, there are these these star wall, you know, kind of six franchises that baseball is better when they're better. Yeah. Not not just that, but, I mean, it's better when, when your team is playing well and your team is in it. Yes. I mean, for you as a Cardinal fan, yes. I know, but that's just everybody in general. Yes. Like, it's always better when – you're watching the sport and your team is actually a good team and actually doing something and headed towards the playoffs or whatnot. And usually what Cardinals are accustomed to do, mm-hmm. but you know, that's just sports in general, I think. And and not only that, Travis, but the, the people in charge of major league baseball like it better when again, the Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, Cardinals Cubs oh, yeah. are competing. It, it makes it more talk about, right? Especially here in September when, if you look at it, and we've, we've looked at it, 
there is one race going on. And not very many. That's it. Not very many races. I mean, the East, uh, both the Rays and Orioles, are still they're fighting for the it. division, but they're both going to make playoffs. Make yeah, they already clinched playoff spots. So the, the only two are the, the two wild cards. Mm-hmm. And the NL wild card's compelling. We'll talk later about that. Yeah. But for Adam Wainwright last night, Travis, it had to feel good. To yeah. Do it at home. Do it against the Brewers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course it comes against the Brewers. And to not finish at 199. Uh-huh. And, right. Because and it must have looked so bleak yes. to him that I didn't think it was possible of getting this many short wins, but it just looked so, so bleak. And again, if he was to finish at 199, does he look back at himself and say, this season was a waste? Mm-hmm. I wasted this, and I should have walked off with Yachty and Albert. Mm-hmm. He's st- like unequivocally, he knew he thought he was going to be better. I think we can all say that oh, entering yeah, the season. 100 percent But he thought at the very least I'm going to get 200 wins. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things that brought him back. Oh yeah. And the fact that here we are in one of his final two possible starts, <laughs> it took him to get it. Yeah. There had to be questions in his mind mm-hmm. of did I make the right call? Did yep. I do the right thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think definitely showed the emotion yes last night when he first came back out there to salute the crowd i also liked travis that it was wilson Contreras who got the yeah isn't that funny how that works because wasn't wainwright one of the guys who was standing up for him when we talked earlier in the year about the pitching staff and everything wainwright Mm -hmm. was the guy saying it's not on him it's on us Mm -hmm. yeah so it was nice that he was able to do that for wainwright obviously Mm -hmm. every hitter's trying to go up there and hit a home run that's not what i'm saying but the fact that Wilson was able to do that and have that be the only run. Yeah. It, you know, the only one that was kind of fitting would have been, you know, more special would have been if Yadier suited up for a game mm. and it was Molina who hit it. Yeah. That, that would have made it the most special or Albert. Yeah. Those two would have made it the most special. Right. But you could tell after after the game when they were talking to even Contreras about the, the home run and Wainwright, uh, he was getting emotional mm-hmm. uh, as well to, to show you how much uh, Wilson uh, cares there. So, yeah, that was that was it. Uh, the bottom of the fourth, Contreras at the home run. It was kind of a line drive home run, but it just got out, and it was just enough, and that's the only run yeah. that the Cardinals needed, and uh, Helsley ended up uh, coming in and uh, getting a couple of strikeouts yep. in an inning and a third uh, of work, and then that pop-up right there to uh, end it there in the Tommy Edmonds glove, and it was a nice reaction of a young player, Jordan Walker. He yep. jumped up and down and had a nice reaction after well, uh, Edmund caught it too. You know this had to be weighing on the team. Every oh, time yeah. Wainwright started, mm-hmm. it had to weigh on them. That that we because unlike basketball, let's say, where if you're trying to be LeBron and go for the points record, you kind of control that yourself. Mm-hmm. Rebounds, you control that yourself. Three pointers, you control that yourself. Assists, not so much because you have to pass it and get someone else to make a shot. Sure. But no other records really is as much of a team record than baseball. Right. Yeah. Strikeouts are the only thing I'll say it's not so much a team and maybe home runs. Mm -hmm. But as far as a pitcher's wins, you have to have a complete team effort. Yeah. And he was able to get that. And the fact, as he said, he's done it for one organization. In today's baseball, you don't see that. 
That's no. not something you see. No. So, you know, I tip my cap to Adam Wainwright. Glad he got it. Glad he didn't, you know, end up at 199 because that would have just been a heartbreaker. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm glad he got it. I'm glad he got it against the Brewers. Thanks for helping us out a little bit. I appreciate it. We need all the help we can get. It's so it, it was, a, it, you know, it was good. It was good. I was just looking at some of uh, the all-time list and uh, pitching. And Tim Wakefield, he won 200 yeah. games. Yeah, I was going to say. That's I'm, crazy. I'm not making the argument about whether 200 is a significant number or not. But uh, I mean, 200 is not that significant when you know you see Cy Young, yeah. five, five, yeah. eleven, four, yeah. seventeen for Walter Johnson. I think 300 is the bigger number as far as pitching wins. Yeah. But again, do I think we're gonna see someone get 200 wins? I don't know. That's that, these pitchers aren't going far enough in games. Right, yeah, and that's one of the things that I would argue since you don't see it very often uh, anymore that mm-hmm. 200 is a significant uh, number to obtain just because, you know, it, the game has evolved, the game's changed yep. and whatnot. So, um, But he uh, does join a list of 200-plus uh, game winners since the year 2000, uh, Justin Verlander. Uh, he has 255, CC Zabathia, 251, Zach Greinke, Max Scherzer, Mark Burley, Bartolo Colon, 211 wins, Tim Hudson with 211, Clay Kershaw, 209, John Lester with exactly 200, and now Adam Wainwright joins the list mm-hmm. at 200 there. And so Justin Verlander, Scherzer, Kershaw, Greinke, and now Wainwright are the only active pitchers to have the win number of 200. Yes, and the next one, uh, the only other active pitcher within shouting distance is Garrett Cole, who's at 143 wins. Yeah, I think we explored that a long time ago. We did, when, we did. When but we, I just uh, want to reiterate that. Yeah. Enjoy this because, you know, yes, he's one of only four active pitchers, well, five now with Wainwright, you know, in Verlander, Grinky, Scherzer, and Kershaw, who's done it, but it may be a while before you see another one. Right. Um, you know, if – if Garrett Cole, again, stays on his current average wins per season of 13, he'll have a chance to get to 200 in about four and a half years. Hmm. Wow, it seems like a long time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, So again, if, you know, and, and it's just the way the game's changing. Mm-hmm. So enjoy it. Enjoy it while we have it. Mm-hmm. And what a nice moment yep. it was in uh, St. Louis there. Uh, last night so only a couple more weeks left in uh, the season I think it was last weekend it was uh, announced that the uh, final weekend is kind of going to be a celebration of Wayne Wright's yep. got that concert lined up after Saturday's game I believe and then uh, Sunday October 1st will be the last game there at Bush Stadium and the last game of the season against the uh, Reds and I'm sure, hey, one thing I didn't like to see last night, no Yadier Molina in attendance, yeah, but maybe on the final weekend of the he season we could we could bring him back for one day. And also in that final series, I don't know if Wayne should pitch again. Maybe not start, but I don't think he should pitch again. But I do think one thing for sure, he's scheduled to start here on ESPN on that Friday, the last homestand, but he should DH his last game. Put him in there, I mean, a designated hitter. What do you got to lose? Got to lose. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he loves to hit, so yep. put him in there and DH chance. in the final final homestand. Yeah. Make it Plus, happen. Plus, 
or at the very least have him come in on Sunday to sub in for the DH and give him that moment of standing there and let the place cheer for him. Yeah, you do that. Let them cheer. Have him stand out of the box mm. so there's no clock going. <laughs> But yeah, plenty of time to uh, file for yeah. uh, special treatment for. But for yeah, that. I think I think you let him get that admiration at some point that weekend. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, what else are you celebrating this year? Exactly, nothing else. There's nothing else, and it's not like last year where we had an entire season of celebrating Albert and Yachty. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You I know. mean, yeah, last year he did beat the beat it over the head of. Oh, yeah. always saying that stuff, but uh, it just kind of puts it in perspective. Like you were talking about, just the electricity that there was in the ballpark every single night, and, and the, it's just that was missing this year. Well, and the fact that it was only seventy five percent sold out last night. Yeah, that's seventy five seventy five percent and thirty some thousand. Yeah, thirty some thousand. I know it's a Monday night. I understand that, but at the same time, it's history. Like. Right, yeah, I was a little surprised that there was a little bit more. I, I thought for sure there would more have been people. more there. But mm-hmm. especially taking it on a good team like the Brewers. It's not like you were taking on the Nationals. Right. You know, you're taking on a decent team. Right. So maybe that's why no one came out. They didn't think he'd get it, get it done, but he did. He did. He got it done in his first try. And Adam Way right now joins the 200 a win club with a 1-0 win over the uh, Brewers and uh, the uh, game time is, is set for uh, tonight same time with the pregame show starting at 5.50 this evening for the Cardinals and Brewers right here on a 98.9 and who is the uh, scheduled pitcher today but uh, Rom, Drew Rom going against Trevor McGill for Milwaukee and a little bit later, we'll try to take a look at the rest of Major League Baseball from last night. He is set for the schedule tonight and take a peek at those standings in the last couple of weeks of the regular season. So uh, we roll on here, and when we return, it's a local sports time. We take a look at what happened on the local diamond and other places coming up next here on the Star Lineup. From the 98.9 The Game Studios, the starting lineup. We'll be right back. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Topless State Bank. And Totopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. The Cromwell Media Group of Illinois operated radio stations WCRC, WCRA, WHQQ, WJKG, and 96.3 Classic Rock. It is an equal opportunity employer dedicated to providing broad outreach regarding job vacancies. We seek the help of local organizations in referring qualified applicants to our stations. Organizations that wish to receive our vacancy information should contact Cindy Hansen, EEO Manager, at 217-428-4487. That's 217-428-4487. 
This is Lucas Krenning with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. This is Greeny with Mike Greenberg. I don't know if you've ever walked into a basketball arena with Stephen A. Smith. It is much like what it must have been like to walk anywhere with Elvis. It's insane. For the majority of the time that I've been with him, we walk in and people will just yell cowboy stuff at him. So can I tell you that this past week we're in L.A. and I walk into the arena with Stephen A. And both nights, people are yelling Aaron Rodgers stuff at me. Have I been talking about Rodgers that much? Is this something that I've been doing to the point that it has become like that? Like, has Rodgers become, to me, what Stephen A. and the Cowboys have become? Is it that, Bubba? Yeah, I think you uh, maybe just crossed that line just ever so slightly. Cam? We did it for like three months straight, but other than that, I can't recall. I have to admit, I thought I covered it the appropriate amount. Lies, 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 and more lies! Hi, it's Mike Greenberg, and you're listening to Effingham's source for local sports and home to Greeny on 98.9 The Game. And now... The, the number one for me what was the best thing that I saw in sports this weekend. That was on Saturday, hole number 14 at Oakland Golf Course from a 101 yards out. Uh, Eric Fry with a 9-iron, sticks one within two feet of the cup, and it was a heck of a golf shot. And it was the best thing I saw in sports this weekend. And now... Feel my moment. thunder! <laughs> Come on, man! Let me gloat about myself. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Here on a 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. Let's take a look at some local sports that happened last night on the local Diamonds. As it is first up, it was St. Anthony getting the win over Christ Our Rock Lutheran. And this one was by a 5-4 final score. Christ Our Rock got the scoring started in the top of the first by scoring a run. But then St. Anthony answers with three runs right back and they get one in the bottom of the fourth as well and Chrysler Rock gets two in the top of the fifth and another in the seventh then St. Anthony and Winston there in the bottom of the seventh five to four there as it was Ruhal getting the win in relief four and two-thirds innings seven hits three runs only one of them earned and five strikeouts and also uh, Hatton had a home run and a four RBIs. And Ruha also picked up another RBI for the Bulldogs. It was North Clay over Woodlawn, a 10 to a zero. It was a Dietrich over Weber, a nine to a two. As it was five runs in the top of the uh, second inning for the Maroons. And then three more in the fifth. And another run in the sixth. Uh, Weber's lone runs came in the fifth and the seventh. Uh, it was Ashley getting the win, almost going the complete game, but just couldn't quite get that uh, last out. Lighty came in 
and uh, close things out, though. But Ashley, six and two-thirds innings, four hits, two runs, only one of them earned, four walks, but 13 strikeouts there to uh, lead the Maroons. Uh, there and uh, offensively, Meinhard, French, and Keck all had uh, two RBIs. Bergner, Westendorf, and Ashley all had RBIs as well. And it was the top list all over uh, Odin 19 to a zero. And this only lasted four innings as it was the top list picking up seven runs in the first and the second inning and added five more in the uh, third. So a four inning no hitter. Complete game, or not complete game, but four inning, uh, perfect game, I guess you'd say, uh, for Kramer, who went uh, three innings, and Niebuhr also came in and closed things out in the final inning. But Kramer got the win. He went three innings, not allowing a run or hit or walk, and eight strikeouts in three innings. That's good. And 19 runs on the board for the uh, shoes. So pretty much everybody had RBIs there for. Uh, Topless, Addis, Busher, Thompson, Boris all had a pair of RBIs. Warman, Niebergi, Haney, Probst, Pals, Kramer, and Craig all had RBIs for its Topless. It was day number one of the uh, EIC uh, tournament, as it was uh, <laughs> Eric's favorite conference. Uh, the number one overall seed there, uh, CHBC, uh, defeated the three seed of Mulberry Grove. Nine to two was the uh, final score. CHBC picking up a run. In the bottom of the first, Mulberry Grove gets two back in the top of the second. Then CHBC takes the lead right back and gets two in the bottom of the third. And they would add three more in each of the fourth and fifth innings there for the 9-2 to two final. As it was Lamb getting the win going all seven innings for CHBC and a strikeout seven batters and only allowing a couple runs and three walks. Bauer takes a loss from Mulberry Grove. And Wojcik led the way offensively for CHBC. He had three RBIs. Ruff and Radoff both had two RBIs. And Jones added another for CHBC. And it was also the uh, two-seed of Brownstown getting the win over Ramsey. High-scoring affair, 18-2-6. Doubling them up there in the second game of uh, that. And it was uh, Brownstown getting three in the first Five in the second, four more in the third, and then two more in the fourth and fifth innings. And Ramsey's runs all came late in the fourth and fifth inning uh, there, but Brownstown winning that one. And it was Outwood offensively leading the way. He had a three RBIs in the win. In junior high, uh, baseball regional championships were yesterday in the Class 1A Sigel St. Michael Regional Championship. It was Paris Crestwood defeating the host school, Sigel St. Michael, 9-2-1. In the uh, St. Anthony Regional Championship, it was a St. Anthony victorious over a Sacred Heart by the final of a 10-2-0. In the Class 2A Sullivan Regional Championship, it was more of Forsyth over the host school, Sullivan, 7-4. Uh, Morrisonville Regional Championship, Staunton. Defeated Morrisonville 20 to 1. Auburn Regional Championship. Auburn over North Mac 10-6. Casey Regional Regional Championship. It was Newton Jasper County over Casey 7 to 1. And Topless victorious over Dietrich 7 to 2. And in the uh, class of 3A uh, FEM Regional Championship, uh, it was unfortunately uh, the Mustangs falling here. Taylorville defeated FEM 2 to 1. Low score there but congratulations all to advanced mm-hmm. to the uh, sectional 
semifinals there. In a volleyball topless uh, winner in two sets over Greenville, 25-7, 25-18. St. Elmo over Casey, 25-9, 25-15. North Clay over Dietrich in two sets as well, 25-23 and 25-16. Wins his two straws over South Central, 25-14, 25-14 in both games. Central A&M over CHBC. CHBC did win the first set, 25-17. Then A&M comes back 25-18, and then third and decisive set 25-23. And it was Cumberland victorious over Nioga 25-23, 25-18. Lincoln Prairie saw Paris defeat Tri-County in three sets, 25-21. A long second set, Tri-County wins it though, 26-24. And then Paris was the third and a final set, 25-17. Is Arcola over Martinsville, Christman over Heritage, Okav Valley, and three sets over Inberg and Westville over Villa Grove in two sets. It was Robinson over Oblong in two sets. It was Macon Meridian uh, winning against Decatur Eisenhower in two sets. Lincolnwood victorious in a three-setter against Gillespie. Gillespie winning the first set, but then uh, Lincolnwood closing it out in the final two sets. Metro East over Litchfield in two sets as well. In uh, boys of golf, we had both the Apollo Conference boys and a girls meet, and the boys was at the uh, Charleston Country Club, and it was Charleston uh, taking home first place in the Apollo Conference meet with a 308, and uh, Muhammad Seymour finished in second place with a 315, Mount Zion was third, 323, and Mattoon was fourth, 325, and FM finishing in fifth place there with a 336. And a couple of players from Charleston finishing in one and two, shooting a 75. And uh, highest finisher for FEM was uh, Max Segrist, tied for ninth there with an 80 there. In uh, girls golf, the uh, Apollo Conference meet was in Mount Zion, and it was Mattoon victorious there as they took first place, shooting a 360. FEM was right behind, though, 361, finishing in second place. Third place was Muhammad. Fourth place was Charleston. Fifth, Mount Zion. And sixth place was Taylorville uh, there. And we also had a couple of players from FEM make the uh, all-conference, all-tournament team. You'd say uh, Niebergy, Tru uh, Truman, and Harper all made it there. And Powers was the uh, lone a medalist for the event of Mattoon, shooting a low 74 on the day there in the Apollo Conference meets. In the uh, St. Anthony Invitational, it was uh, Mount Carmel finishing in first place here with a 151. St. Anthony finished in uh, second. This is uh, girls golf, by the way. Uh, and it was a topless third and only finishing in fourth there. And you can see the, all the scores up on the website, fmradio.com, for the Apollo Conference meet and the St. Anthony invite. In uh, soccer, we had a Taylorville over Macon Meridian, 4-2, Williamsville over Carlinville, 4-2, and Greenville getting a shout-out over Wesleyan, 3-0. And it was a uh, FEM County battle as Totopolis took down FEM in an exciting soccer match. It was 2-1. The game was tied at 1 after Regulation and Topolis wins it five to four in PKs mm. to take the win over uh, the Hearts and FEM's only their second loss on the season and I want to say it's Topolis like eight and one or nine and one 
now on the season, and so uh, exciting soccer match there, two to one. I still say PKs and shootouts in hockey are the most exciting overtimes in sports. All right, yeah, and it certainly looked like it was exciting uh, there, but topless in the dub. Games going on uh, today in uh, baseball. South Central is at Altamont, Saint and Yoga. The EIC tournament continues on, but they flip-flop matchups as the number one seed CHVC against the four seed Ramsey and Beecher City at 415, and Brownstown against Mulberry Grove at Brownstown at 415. In volleyball tonight, St. Anthony is at St. Elmo, CHBC hosting Altamont, North Clay, Clay City at Dietrich and Neoga is hosting Windsor's Two Straws, um, Marshall's at Powhut, Paris at Bismarck Hinnie, FEM hosting Muhammad Seymour, Mount Zion at Taylorville. Cumberland is in Arthur to take on Allah. Arcola is at Sullivan. Shelbyville at Clinton. Tatopolis is hosting at Pena tonight. Vandalia hosting Litchfield. And boys golf got FEM and Muhammad at Charleston. Lawrenceville, Casey. They're both at Mattoon. Okaw Valley hosting Windsor's Two Straws. And girls golf got Taylorville hosting FEM Paris and Mount Zion. And we also got uh, the uh, CIC a tournament in a boys and a girls golf as well. Topless hosting Robinson and soccer. St. Anthony is at Altima. Muhammad Seymour at FEM. Mount Zion at Charleston. Vandalia hosting Taylorville and Robinson is at Newton. Cross country at Dietrich at Shelbyville. Paris at Heritage. Carlinville, Hillsborough, Staunton at the Gillespie Invite. And in tennis, you got a St. Anthony matching up with FEM. And it's Topless hosting Olney. And Newton is at Charleston. Mattoon is at Urbana. In full schedule up on the website, fmradio.com. Just click on our local sports tab. That's where you can find all the results there. And uh, coming up here on the show, we roll on and we uh, talk about some uh, more of football. That's where we're getting back to. And we're talking uh, some uh, college football and more specifically the Illini as they fell to a seventh rank Penn State on a Saturday. We'll talk about that coming up next here on the starting lineup. We'll be right back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. Hey, son, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just, I can't explain it. Navigating, without a compass, eyes waiting, started to wonder. Metamorphosis, loss of who you thought you was. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at sounditoutogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. Your trips to Rule King just got more rewarding. Say hello to Rule King Rewards. Earn points with every purchase you make in store on farm supplies, feed, clothing, tools, and more. Get a $5 reward for every 500 points. The more you buy, the better it gets. Don't waste another minute. You can be earning points right now. Sign up at the register today. It's totally free and easy. Reap the rewards at your neighborhood Rule King, America's farm and home store. There are only three northern white rhinos left in the world. But together, we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. Join us now at endextinction.org. Farmers, we thank you. And to show our appreciation, we want to give back. With Meal in the Field, join WCRC 95.7. 
and Culver's as we bring the meal in the field every Tuesday. Go to effinghamradio.com and submit your favorite farmer you wish to see fed in the field. Winners will be chosen and we'll contact the weekly winner to make arrangements to meet them in their field on Tuesday. Brought to you by Marlow Lock and Security, Home Farmers Mutual, Powell's Electric, DHB Transmission, Culver's, South Central FS, Boots and Soles, Cash Equipment, McMahon Meats, Feature City Food Liner, Bluff Equipment, and Bex Hybrids. Go to effinghamradio.com and submit your favorite farmer you wish to see fed in the field. Winners will be chosen and we'll contact the weekly winner to make arrangements to meet them in the field on Tuesday. Whether you own a local business or a global one, you know that these days, generating growth is a challenge. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll not just stay ahead of the curve, you'll move it. With access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023 Bank of America N.A. eBay Motors is here for the ride. So minivans, sedans, JDMs, roll out. Go ahead, feel your engine. Admire that perfectly installed exhaust. Your vehicle's moving along this freeway like it was made from fresh installs and a whole lot of love. And with eBay Motors, you get over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And now, the starting lineup. Eric Price, Sports Center, updates the Colts are in Minnesota on Saturday night to take on the Vikings in their second preseason game. You can hear that on our sister station, 109, oh, 1090 AM WCRA. <laughs> oh I was still goodness. right. It just sounded bad. On 98.9 The Game. Sports Center. I think the Blues are putting the finishing touches on their training camp roster. The team signed forward Sam Byton and Blue Liner Andy Walensky. Professional tryout contracts yesterday. Byton played in the Czech Republic last year, scoring one goal in 48 games, while Walensky hasn't played in the NHL since 2021 when he appeared in 13 games without a point for Anaheim. St. Louis begins camp on Thursday. The Colts could be without their starting quarterback for week three. According to Sports Illustrated, rookie signal caller Anthony Richardson is in the league's concussion protocol and is, quote, likely out, end quote, against the Baltimore Ravens on week three. Richardson appeared to hit the back of his head on the turf after a collision during his 15-yard touchdown run midway through the first quarter against the Texans. Indianapolis is tied atop the FT South at 1-1 one and, one and will visit the Ravens on Sunday. The Browns will be without their star running back for the rest of the season. Head coach Kevin Stefanski confirmed Monday night that Nick Chubb suffered a significant knee injury during the team's loss to the Steelers in Pittsburgh and will not return this season. The four-time Pro Bowler was hurt in the second quarter after taking the ball on the five-yard line run to the Steelers' three-yard line. He was tackled awkwardly and needed to be carted off the field. The injury is the same knee that Chubb had reconstructed back in 2015 following an MCL, LCL, and PCL tear while playing for Georgia. And Patrick Mahomes, he's getting paid. Record payday with a contract restructure. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Travis Marks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, sports center hit there. And yeah, that was a nasty injury mm-hmm. there for uh, Nick Chubb. And it's a shame he was having a, a great game Yep. last night. But he just got twisted up in that crazy after the crazy first quarter 
But uh, out for the season yep. now. Done. So that's a uh, it's a shame for a, for apparently a nice guy. Yeah. Too that was just a so well liked there. No, nope, they can't. They they really can't. And uh, just like the bumper says here from time to time, Illinois can't have nice things either. But, of course, we weren't expected to do very well against the number seven team in the country on the football side. So, uh, Penn State victorious yeah. on a Saturday, a 30-13. And it was the second half, I'd say. It was about as bad as you would, uh, as you would expect. I thought that our defense played uh, good enough to – at least give us potentially the lead if we had any sort of offensive play in that first half. But then it all went wrong in the second half. So U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi. We ugly. Yeah, it was uh, pretty pretty ugly out there. Uh, Luke Altmeyer, how about it? Four interceptions. Yeah. Hey, at least he quit running the football, though, Travis. So good, good thing with that. I guess so, and he got benched, too. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that, I, from what I saw out of Paddock, I don't think Almira would be sweating it out too much no. on if his job is safe or not. Yep. I think it's uh, pretty pretty safe. But uh, three first quarter, inter- or first quarter uh, turnovers for the Illini mm-hmm. uh, kind of doomed him. But you know, at halftime, what it was only like a 16, 18 to seven uh, game or 16, 16 to seven, seven at halftime. So. It was right there. I think that if Illinois didn't turn the ball over uh, there, I thought that they played just as good enough to potentially have the lead there in the first half. But, unfortunately, turnovers, 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 and I uh, just couldn't move the ball very much when they did have it. They did have some um, big plays here and there, but, unfortunately, they were few and far between. I mean – to be fair, Travis, 354 yards of offense for the Illini. That's the most they've had, I think, this season or close to it. Mm-hmm. Right. And 292 through the air. Yeah. But, again, that rushing attack is non-existent. Yeah, and I didn't quite understand it. It looked like Reggie Love had a couple of good runs, but then mm-hmm. they just completely go away from him after he has those long runs. I understand you maybe want to give him a breather, and whatnot, especially I can't remember that one that he broke off, but then we never looked towards him again. Yep. So I just I, I don't understand it. I, the stats to me doesn't show how good the rushing attack was. That uh, we could have we should have just kept going to it and whatnot. But uh, the one thing I will say is that you know number seven team in the country, I wasn't necessarily too impressed. Hmm. Uh, I think that they will get beat by Ohio State or Michigan. Probably. The way that they played on Saturday, I wasn't too impressed by the Nittany Lions. Hmm. Um, They'll be taking uh, Ohio State on October 21st, and uh, they host Michigan on 11-11 at 11 a.m. So what's next for the Illini, Travis? Well, the, the Illini on a Saturday have FAU. Yeah. FAU should 2:30 kickoff should be a win. Should be a win. I mean, now especially should. with uh with uh Thompson, the uh, FAU quarterback, he's not going to be playing in the game. Should. Although he hasn't been that impressive anyways. 509 yards, five touchdowns, five picks. Uh he's done for the season. Oh, that's not good. He injured his knee. Mm. FAU had so 
That was against uh, Clemson. Yep, it was against Clemson. Altmaier so. has thrown seven picks this season to just three touchdowns. Yep, seven picks. Can we bench him? Uh, the problem is we have no one else behind him. Exactly, that's what I was saying. But the one issue there with benching him is you got to realize he's still got eligibility left. So if we bench him now, we lose him. Yep. I think we lose him for yep. the rest. He's going to he's gonna leave if he gets benched, I think. So that's the only problem there. By the way, as of Tuesday morning right now, live here on the show, Illinois favored by 14. Yeah, two touchdowns. Uh, I'm sure the the quarterback helped it out a little bit with the line moving. No, I think it was 14 and a half yesterday. <laughs> I don't remember what it was yesterday. So, I didn't uh, see. Travis, I will say I'm I'm scared for this game. No, no, don't be scared about this. FAU without their starting quarterback – no. We're this gonna beat him, beat him by two like we did Toledo. This isn't Toledo. <laughs> no. <laughs> the Owls are not Toledo. I'll say that. Well, here's here's what I will say, Travis, and that is the Owls have a pretty decent passing game. They're averaging two hundred and twenty three yards a game through the air, and our defense cannot stop the pass or the run. But the quarter, quarterback's out though. Or anything. Quarterback's out. That passing game is irrelevant now. It is when it, it isn't irrelevant when your defense is absolutely awful. Yeah, but that's against power. That's against uh, good teams. FAU is not a good team. I hate this line idea. <laughs> I know there was there was so much. I hate this line idea. So much anticipation. So much. I guess you'd say hype, but. Uh, it's been not the best, best star one and two and do have some injuries piling up and piling up in the secondary as well with the Bielema mm -hmm. announcing a couple of injuries there in the secondary, including one who hurt his shoulder, Bailey who hurt his shoulder and is out <laughs> for the rest of the season now. So Larry McCammon is going to be a name you're going to want to watch for running back for FAU. 20 carries, 148 yards. He's averaging 7.4 yards a game. Or, yeah, a Gary. Larry McCannon. Yep. From Birmingham, Alabama. Yep. That's where you're going to have to slow down, Travis, and this Illinois defense cannot stop the run this year. They've had a lot of problems doing anything, really. Yeah, I mean, except right. for Johnny Newton. He's been pretty, pretty decent. Pretty decent. That's what you want. I mean, that's a understatement. I don't have the stats in front of me, but he has a ton of pressures, and it seemed like he was getting held a lot against Penn State, but it's neither here nor there. Uh, I'm not worried this week, and no one should be worried this week yet. I'm not ready to press the panic button just yet. Again, we're not even into uh, the West schedule yet, so we still got that down the pipeline. But, Travis, we're not playing good. I don't care who we're facing. We're a crap team. I'm sorry. Kansas and Toledo are good and seventh-ranked team in the country. But you have to play better than that. Again, show me promise. Show me something to pinpoint that says this is where we're doing good. We need to work on this to make it better. This is the best thing. It's not our quarterback play. Reggie Love, maybe a little bit in a game. Just flashes. Just flashes. Nothing consistent. Defense, nothing at all. 
Yeah, I'm consistent. Our punting game Newman. is outstanding, Travis. <laughs> well, there you go. I think go. our punter leads the nation in yards. There you so go. So I guess that's a positive. I think that might be an exaggeration, but eh. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> uh, but it was also announced that the Purdue game is going to be at a 2.30 there a couple of Saturdays from now. That mm-hmm. was uh, up in the air of whether that was going to be. Yes. You know, I, I thought that the the crowd, I was a little bit uh, surprised that it was still that full, even uh, despite the uh, underperformances against Toledo and uh, Kansas. Um, still, that uh, I think it was the East Balcony that wasn't full against Toledo. It wasn't quite as full as this past week, and the student section filled out, and it was good for an 11 a.m. kickoff as it was almost full. So Okay, you're right. We're not in the top 50 for punting. Yeah. Yards. So there you go. Not that bad. Not that bad. Not that bad, bub. Uh, 2.30, that's a good thing. You don't have to get so up so bright and early. Uh, there for the Illini. Take on FAU. The Owls come to Champaign this week. A big, nice schedule for college football this week. It is just an electric schedule. I mean, we talked about last week and not being very good, but this week it changes. There's a lot of good games uh, on here. I'm not talking about the Rutgers-Michigan game. Uh, number four, Florida State at Clemson. Uh, 16, Oklahoma there at Cincinnati. That's where uh, big noon kickoff is, the second-rate uh, college game day. Uh, number 19, Oregon. Uh, we'll see if they can prove it against Oregon there. Uh, number 10 team in the country, Eugene, though, favored by three touchdowns. 21-point favorites are the uh, Ducks at 230 there. Uh, UCLA is against number 11, Utah. Number 15, Ole Miss is against number 13, Alabama. Um, some other ones. Uh, number 14, Oregon State against number 21, Washington State. Uh, see Texas Baylor. That's not really that good. But uh, College Game Day is going to be in uh, South Bend, and they're going to be number nine, Notre Dame, hosting a number six, Ohio State. That one should be good. Uh, Hawk, Iowa Hawkeyes jumped into the top 25. They're number 24. They're going to be at number seven, Penn State. And it's kind of one of the first marquee matchups for CBS of the Big Ten uh, schedule. 14 and a half point favorites the Nittany Lions are, but that's going to be a 6:30 kickoff there so actually have a decent slate on the uh, schedule on the docket for college football this weekend so whatever you're doing clear it out and just sit back on the in the recliner and watch some college football this weekend and you know slip the Illinois game in there uh, somewhere unfortunately we're up against the Colorado Oregon game unfortunately all right so uh, let's uh, step away and uh, let's uh, come back and we started off this thing with baseball we'll close out with some baseball as well talking about the rest of major league baseball that didn't involve the uh, cardinals last night coming up to close out the starting lineup the starting lineup from 98.9 the game studios we'll be right back This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires, taking lives, and destroying all that a family owns. These tragedies remind us to double-check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement. 
and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. At the Home Depot, Saturdays are about two things. Easy cleanup with the Ryobi 18-volt 1 Plus Whisper Series Leaf Blower. And football. That's right, Reese Davis. With variable speed, it has the power for when you really need it and just the right amount when you don't. And the OnePlus battery platform means you go from yard work to DIY in just a click so you can get projects done faster. Which means more time for football. For football. Upgrade your Saturday with Ryobi and the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Can I get a weight reading on the cat in exam three? Zuri needs a new vet tech after their current one literally moved to a farm. But finding an ideal replacement takes some training. This is like hurting cats. Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Schedule virtual interviews and talk to candidates right from your employer dashboard. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. And now, the starting lineup. You know, Travis, I like you. <laughs> okay. But you're wrong. Flora's going to get this win. All right. Handedly. 42 to 14. 42 14. Wow. Flora. The disrespect. <laughs> On 98 9, the game. Welcome back in. Uh, starting lane up here on 98.9. We're only here on 98.9 for say a little bit longer. And we switch things over to uh, the uh, podcast and uh, continue conversations there and catch up with uh, Coach Jefferson uh, from Arthur as well in the uh, pod. Uh, let's take a look quickly at the uh, MLB races in the last couple weeks of the uh, season. As the uh, Central in the American League, as it was the uh, Royals taking down the uh, Guardians, a 6-2-4, four four runs in the eighth for Kansas City gives them the uh, win. And uh, that's okay for the Guardians because they didn't lose the game because the uh, Twins won as or lost as well as the Reds victorious over Minnesota there. In the NL wild card, it's the Mets. They got the win over the Marlins, a 2-2-1, and that was McNeil getting the go-ahead home run in the ninth inning for the Mets. So uh, thank you to the Mets for beating the Marlins. Uh, the Phillies, they won against the Braves, a 7-1. Schwarber, 483 homer last name and so that was a long one uh red Sox beat the rangers four to two in boston's four game losing streak even though they look now they're in the cellar mm-hmm. of the east it was the yankees uh baltimore they won over the astros eight seven mariners picked up a game against the a's five to a zero and the dodgers they beat the tigers eight to four even though the dodgers already clinched the uh west uh, there, so uh, wild card starting to get tight in the 
uh, National League. Mm-hmm. Philly's up by four, but then it gets crazy. Diamondbacks now in that uh, second wild card spot, a half game up. Cubs and Reds are technically tied. Marlins are only a half game out. Giants are holding on two games back, though, bub. Marlins, Reds, Cubs, Diamondbacks, all right there. I'm not yet counting out the Padres either, Travis. Five and a half. They've won five in a row, seven of their last ten. They're doing what the Cubs could not, beat the Rockies. Yes, they are winning games they need to win. 11 to 9. the teams that are ahead of them are losing games they should be winning. But, Travis, I feel better about this. You do? I do. good. I'm happy where we are. Good. You want to know why? Why? I heard a great quote from a Cubs fan earlier this week, and it made me put everything in realization. Mm-hmm. The past two years, we've stunk. Yeah. Entering this season, all you want to do, if you're any baseball team, is play meaningful baseball in September. Yep. Play meaningful baseball. Make mm-hmm. it so that you're not consumed by football. Make it so that you are still playing meaningful games in September. Whether you succeed and make the playoffs or don't you just want to be able to say come september we were still there and playing games yeah. that mattered mm-hmm. and the cubs can say that and you're doing that so it doesn't matter how it turns out yeah and i'll keep telling myself that. it's just bridging it's just trying to bridge the gap between the cub season and the blackhawk season that's right beginning because you want to skip right over the uh, bears bears play season yeah they play every sunday uh you guys are starting a series with the uh, pirates tonight in uh, wrigley and Assad going for for you it's pittsburgh so these next two series travis three against the pirates three against the rockies you have to if you're the cubs win four out of six minimum Hmm. Four out of six minimum, yeah. Because then you have six against the Brewers or six against the Braves and the Brewers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to win. Uh, Diamondbacks and Giants are squaring off in a series in Arizona. Cobb versus Galleon uh, tonight, and uh, the Padres they got Blake Snell going for them there. And uh, Phillies Sanchez against Strider tonight. It's a good pitching matchup there. Marlins uh, they got Garrett. Going up for them against the uh, Mets. Uh, Reds got Cruz for them against the uh, Twins. Um, and yeah, it's pretty pretty much it for the mm-hmm. uh, for the National League. Uh, the American League wild card is also super tight there with the Blue Jays up in the second wild card. Rangers Mariners currently tied for that last wild card spot, but then it falls off after that. Uh, the Yankees six games back. Uh, there, so we'll just have to wait and see how it all shakes out. And don't forget, Brewers Cardinals tonight as well on 98.9. All right, well, we'll be back for you tomorrow, but catch us in the podcast. Still more stuff to talk about there. And coming up next here on ESPN Radio is Carlin versus Joe. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, still here with you. 
And we still got more stuff to uh, talk about. We got some uh, things to uh, clean up from uh, SportsCenter. We got something that Eric's not telling me about that nope. he's got down the pipeline. Yes. So yes. that'll be interesting to find out. Lane. Interesting to find out what that is. And then uh, we'll also get to, we didn't even get to talk a lot about the uh, NFL games last night. So we'll hit up on those two as well. So uh, a few more things. So. Uh, all right, is there anything on sports in there that you wanted to clean up? Yeah, the Rams are likely trading away their starting running back. Los Angeles head coach Sean McVay said the team is, quote, headed towards trading Cam Akers after he was a healthy scratch in Sunday's loss to the San Francisco 49ers. Akers had started and rushed for 29 yards and a touchdown in the Rams' season opening win over the Seattle Seahawks. L.A. General Manager Les Snead has reportedly spoken with multiple teams about a potential deal involving Akers. Good. We got Williams now. That's right. Don't need him. Don't need him. The Milwaukee Brewers are considering major upgrades to American Family Field, Miller Park. Legislators proposed a bill on Monday that would allocate more than $614 million in public funding for upgrades and repairs to the ballpark. The state would award just over $60 million to the team next fiscal year and up to $20 million each year after that through 2045-46. Taxpayer money from both the and Milwaukee County would contribute to the funding. The proposal needs to pass the state assembly and Senate before landing on the governor's desk for approval. Mm-hmm. There you go. Looks like the 16-year search for a new stadium for the Tampa Bay Rays has come to a happy end. The Tampa Bay Times says the team will announce plans today for a $1.2 billion, 30,000-seat domed stadium in St. Petersburg, which will be ready in time for the 2028 season. The report says this will be part of the redevelopment of the 86-acre historic gas plant district. Although details have yet to be released, the Times says the team, the city of St. Petersburg, and Pinellas County will all have a financial stake in the project. Mm. So say said those thirty some thousand fans. Thir- yes, thirty. Uh, thirty thousand seat. Hmm. I know they have a hard time filling the trop, which I don't think's thirty. It's more than you think. Is it? it says here the capacity is forty two thousand. Oh. Okay, so it's a smaller stadium. Mm, yeah. Good move by the race. It does look nuts though inside. Yeah. I mean, about what you expect from a modern stadium. It looks like. No touches of anything. Still got the ray, the whatever that is, out in the outfield okay. on here. All right. Well, we will continue as the Tampa Bay Rays will not be leaving. $1.2 billion for Tampa Bay. Not moving to Nashville or anything. No. Uh, the SEC is handing down several suspensions from the on-the-field fight between Florida and Tennessee over the college football weekend. Damian George Jr., Micah Mazuka, and Dante Sanders will miss the first half of the Gators' next game against Charlotte. Oh, that's a big loss. And Omar Nomar Lott faces the same suspension for the Vols' next game against UTSA. Punishment stems from an altercation that happened with just seven seconds left in Florida's 29-16 upset victory in Gainesville. Florida quarterback Graham Mertz was knocked down as time expired, which led to the benches clearing brawl. Volunteers were ranked ninth heading into the game. Yep, they decided to throw hands at the end. Yep. Um... Authorities are launching an investigation into threats made against the Colorado State football player that knocked Colorado star Travis Hunter out of the Rocky Mountain Showdown on Saturday. 
Colorado State University mm-hmm. says that Henry Blackburn and his mother's phone numbers were leaked online by the end of the game, and the address to his campus residency and family home were posted as well. Blackburn was flagged for unnecessary roughness after delivering a brutal hit to Hunter during the matchup. Athletic director Joe Parker says Blackburn did not mean to intentionally hurt anyone and called for the threats to stop. Travis, yeah, where do you land? Right, that's that? that's too far. It's the too hit far. Or the fans. The fans. Yes, I agree hundred percent. That's that's taking it way, way to too the far. extreme. Because uh, again, first of all, in general, taking it way too far. Second of all, it's a college kid. Right. Again, these are not professional athletes. These are kids. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can't the threaten, you, you, that you, you just can't. Now, to piggyback off of that story, we have more sad news to report from fans. As a Patriots fan is dead after reportedly getting punched in the face by a Dolphin supporter during Sunday night's game. Cell video of the fight appears to show Pats fan Dale Mooney getting into a confrontation with one man, then another enters the frame and punches a 53-year-old. A witness said that Mooney was knocked out and EMTs at Gillette Stadium rushed in and took him to the hospital. The Norfolk County District Attorney's Office is now investigating the death of the 30-year season ticket holder. Hmm. That's just... Yeah. That's wrong. Fighting and everything else I hope ended they up find in a those people responsible and they get tried to the fullest extent of the law. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. That's just wrong. That's awful. And Michigan State has fired their coach. It did. Fired. We also Travis talked about um, the mural um, that was in downtown LA on the Hardcore Fitness um, of Kobe Bryant. That was yeah. given until the end of this month to be removed or to the owner would have to pay the landlord to have it paint over. And she says she's doing whatever she can to preserve it. Um, the landlord wants to place advertising on the wall instead. Don't want this mural here. We oh, want yeah. advertising on it. Of course. The mural depicts Lakers legend Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna, both with angel wings and halos in 2020. They and eight other people died in a helicopter crash. But Travis, I'm telling you, this landlord's not going to win. You want to know why? Why is that? Because Vanessa Bryant has joined the fight to save that mural of her husband and daughter. <laughs> well, yeah. They're not winning. No. That landlord's not. No. So. He's not got a chance, no. Best of luck to you. <laughs> best of luck to you, Mr. Landlord. Not got a chance. Get that advertising instead of having a right, tribute. Mural. Yeah. <laughs> so, there you go. That is Sports Center. And uh, I also saw that the uh, Colorado State and Colorado game drove record viewers there. They drew 9.3 million viewers, the most watched late-night college football game ever on ESPN. Nine o'clock start here on the Central Time Zone, and mm-hmm. still got 9.3 million. And I heard on first take this morning that it peaked at like 11-some million. Jeez. So... All because of, I know Colorado State kind of stirred the pot and ignited the people to watch it. But, I mean, it's all really because of one guy. Yep. Coach Prime. Yep. Coach Sanders. Really, really doing it and drawing the people. 9.3 million on a 9 o'clock start. That's that's crazy. Crazy. 2.30 kickoff. This time, though, against Oregon. Oh, and, and which pregame show is going to be there for that? I don't think any pregame show is going to be there. Oh, well, it's still going to be on we, Fox. We can't have this. We, we I can't know. have that. Well, I mean, 
I read the spread. The Ducks are favored by 21. Good. <laughs> Hope they beat them by 40. 10, and nine, a 10 versus 19 team in the country, and it's a 21-point spread. Uh, they just want people to uh, have some entertainment on Colorado. Yep. <laughs> and just begging people to do it. All right, so let's see. I don't think I have anything else here on the side get to uh phil mickelson in recovery he's not betting on football just so you know oh well good. he's I'm not glad. betting on football this season i'm glad to try to recover from his gambling addiction good <laughs> taking a break the book alleged that mickelson had bet more than a billion dollars on football basketball and baseball over the past 30 years but Most of you uh, will enjoy this football season in moderation while having lots of fun and entertainment. Fantasy leagues will provide a banter amongst friends, and money won or lost betting won't affect you. I won't be betting this year because I crossed the line of moderation and into addiction, which isn't fun for anyone. No, never fun. Fun at all. No. That's what I said. So, Thanks, Phil. Taking a break. All about having entertainment in moderation. It's what we do here. We have entertainment and moderation. We have 12 picks we at do. a time. Yeah, yeah. So. We just have entertainment. Oh, of course. No one's affected by what we do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. No, no, no never. No, not at all. <laughs> all right, so uh, we move on, and uh, we have this date in sports history. Yeah, we got this date in sports history. Let's go ahead and. Pile it up here. <coughs> On this day in 1947, Jackie Robinson is named baseball's first ever rookie of the year. After Alvin Dark is named the MLB rookie of the year for 1948, the award splits into a bi-league basis that endures to this day. So on this day, Jackie Robinson became the first ever rookie of the year. Hmm. Did not know he became first. He was the first ever first rookie ever, of the year. First ever, yeah, no. Hmm. Um, on this day in 1981, Clemson defeated Herschel Walker in Georgia. Clemson's surprise undefeated national title team in 1981 first put the country on notice by upsetting defending national champion in number four, Georgia, 13-3. to Tigers' defense kept Georgia running back Herschel Walker out of the end zone and snapped the Bulldogs' 15-game winning streak. On this day in 1992, Eric Lindros of the Philadelphia Flyers makes his debut in a preseason game against the Quebec Nordics. Lindros' first NHL appearance comes against the team he refused to play for after being taken with the first pick in the 1991 NHL draft. (laughs) Funny how that works out. Yeah. On this day in 2011, Mariano Rivera recorded his 602nd career save, passing Trevor Hoffman for the most all-time. And that is your sports center. This day in sports history. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> history of sports. There you go. There you go. Uh, the only other thing that I saw about the uh, Blues naming a captain yes. is uh, Brandon Shin, 24th captain in Blues history. So Brandon Shin wearing a C on the jersey this time around. So congrats to him. Yes. Be always be a legend that one year. I think it was that one year I went to a lot of hockey games and it was against the Avalanche and it was puck drop, gloves drop. It was him and somebody else in Colorado got into it immediately when the puck dropped. It was the best thing ever. About the best thing that you could happen at the beginning of a hockey game. Mm-hmm. It was an immediate fight. 
and it happened against Colorado too. One of your favorite uh, teams. Yeah, with one of the best uh, owners of any franchise That's right. ever. So, all right. So I think uh, that's all I got. I did see Travis. We've talked about mergers and things like that, but uh, I saw that the XFL and the USFL are close to merging. Well, yeah. I mean, XFL, XFL, so much money. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we gotta try to recoup some of our losses. The Rock says, "Get me out of here." <laughs> so, there you go. There's that. A merger. Do you want to go to our high school coaches, or do you want to go to? No, let's uh, keep the people waiting a little bit okay. more. Let's keep me waiting in suspense as well, because I don't know what's happening here. Okay. Uh, let's get to Coach Jefferson uh, from Arthur Lovington Atwood Heyman as the Knights are 4-0. and First time since 2004 we get into that. And uh, let's hear from Coach Jefferson right now. Travis Sparks here. Joining us on the starting lineup is Arthur Lovington, Atwood Hammond head coach Ryan Jefferson. And waking up today, 4-0 on the season, first time since 2004. So that's got to feel pretty good. And how are you doing today, Coach? I'm doing well, thanks. And, yeah, it feels really good. We're just uh, trying to take it one week at a time still and hope, hope to continue it rolling this week. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, you got a uh, 55-14 win over Sagamon Valley this uh, past week, and you guys got started off and led ended up being 21-7 to at the half, so uh, you started the game off well there in the first half. Yeah, it was kind of a, a mirror image of uh, week two against Villa Grove, you know, another home game. Uh, started out kind of flat in our, in our opinion, and it was a tied game uh, in the first quarter, and then we finally got things clicking in the second, got a got a lead going in the half, and then uh, the second half we we really took care of business. We uh, we scored all five possessions in the second half. Um, I th- really think that's what it came down to was our offense just finally started clicking. Um, we were efficient with the ball, um, so that was a big thing for us. Right, yeah, and also seemed like uh, your defense played pretty well as well, only giving up a touchdown in each half as well. So not only was the offense clicking, the the defense played pretty good, and uh, I imagine some of the second unit guys got in as well, and that unit played good too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, um, our defense and offense have either kind of played opposites of each other each game, so it was good to kind of, I guess, in my opinion, get a complete balanced game. Sure. Uh, special teams, we didn't have any mess-ups there either, which we have in the past three weeks. So finally put together a good game. Like you said, got some, some younger guys in, get some some, some quality reps. But um, our sophomore class, you know, uh, there's a lot of those guys playing on the one team. Um, so sure. that's good to see that we, even though we have some youth out there, that we're still uh, playing really, really tough. Right, yeah, and another uh, strong suit once again was the rushing attack for you guys. And, uh, you know, the usual suspects showed up for you offensively, but then uh, you also had three other guys that found the end zone a few different times as well. So that was uh, nice to see that uh, Jace and Landon uh, shown up, but the other guys getting in the end zone as well. Yeah, like I said, you know, the tag team of Landon and Jace, it's, it's kind of cool because they're – they're pacing each other. I think they're both above 400 yards, and, you know, they, they both have more than five touchdowns. So uh, we knew they would be strong points, but then you throw in um, Easton Frederick had a big game. Mm-hmm. Maddox Starrett had a big game. Um, and then we had a couple other guys, um, Peyton Warrior, a sophomore, and Brennan Hudson, just a freshman. But, you know, those are guys who we're looking at down the road, so it's good to see them getting some, some good experience. And uh, we trust them to be in there when their number is called. So. 
Right, yeah, it just seems like uh, the past few weeks as well, uh, Maddox shown what he can do offensively this time around. But he was also just a force on the defensive side of the ball as well. Another uh, strong, high-volume tackling night for him uh, as well again. So he's kind of been a nice emergence there, uh, particularly on the defensive side. But it was nice for him to find the end zone on, on offense. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of, I think I talked last week about how I had told him at the beginning of the season, you know, I, you're going to get the ball, but I think really where you're going to make a difference for us is on defense, and he's definitely shown that. Um, so it was nice to, for him to, you know, have some big plays on offense, but he knows that he's the heart of that defense. And it's crazy because he's had multiple 15-plus tackle games, and I have to recheck my stats every game, you know, because I, I go back and do the stats, and mm-hmm. uh, doesn't seem real, but, yeah, he's all over the place, so. really proud of him yeah for sure and uh, you know like I said started in the interview you know first time since 2004 uh, being uh, this 4-0 star and it's been uh, quite a while since you guys have had a season uh, to start off this way so uh, that's got to feel pretty good and the confidence has got to be at an all-time high especially entering such a huge game on Friday yeah absolutely I mean I I think the kids are pretty happy you know they're not satisfied but they've got um, they've got that confidence going, and, you know, they have the reminder every day uh, in the hallway. There's a big picture and, you know, the plaques from those 2003-2004 teams where, you know, they did win conference and they did go undefeated. So um, it's been a long time. But like I said, we're we're focused on getting to 5-0. Obviously, the, the dream would be to, to get the 9-0 in the mm-hmm. conference championship. But uh, Cumberland is, uh, you know, our toughest opponent to, to this day. You know, we haven't – we've never beat them in my tenure here. Um they're so tough because they're very well coached, but they throw a lot of different things at you, um, make you have to prepare for a lot. Um, so that in itself, just the mental part of it, um, it's it's stressful for teenage kids to have to, to do that. So sure. uh, like I said, Cumberland's a very tough opponent. Um, so we're not overlooking them by any means. Um, we're going to have to go down there and play another complete football game right exactly and i was just gonna mention that that it was also on the road as well so that'll be a nice tough test both in the game but also uh that the game is on the road uh this friday night yeah i hope that's another thing that you know just kind of one of those mental things that i hope it doesn't get to our kids you know we went down there last year every other game has been flipped because of the schedule but it just so happened that that one didn't um so you know but again to me it doesn't matter where we're at we got to uh, we got to not start out flat, and we got to eliminate penalties and mental mistakes, and that's that's what it's going to boil down to. Um, I think we match up very well with them, but um, as I said, they're a good, good, well-coached football team, so they're going to be able to adjust to whatever and. Um, we just need to come out with a fire. And it seemed like uh, last year, if I can remember right, it was only like a two-point loss uh, for you guys uh, last time out as well. So, it, you know, it was a, at least it was a close game uh, last year, but you definitely want to be on, on the reverse side of things this time around. Correct, yeah. That's, you know, uh, we lost by two points. We, we came back and uh, didn't get the two-point conversion, but there were several right. things that happened in the game. You know, we had a PAT blocked. So if that doesn't happen, you know, we tie, we tie it up at the end of the game it's, it maybe goes into overtime so just little things like that that you know we always say do the little things right or they add up and that's what caught us in that game so uh we're just every year it's been a fun battle with them um other than one i can think of it's it's always been a close game so uh, like i said coach watkins and i get along really well so it's 
it's always fun to be competing against each other. And it should be a fun game. And also it should be know that this would be uh, five uh, for, you know, obviously you want more than that, but everyone wants to get to that five number as well if you're thinking uh, playoffs later on down the line. So not only is it an important road game and just a huge for the conference as well, but it gets you to that uh, magic number of uh, the minimum of five as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this is definitely a playoff type game, a playoff mm-hmm. type atmosphere. So um, iron sharpens iron. And this is, you know, these are the types of games that make you better whether you win or lose. So um, hopefully we come out with the win. But either way, I'm looking forward to competing against them Friday night. And uh, we'll be uh, looking forward to uh, broadcasting that game over on a WCRA. Eric will have coverage of that over there on a Friday night. Well, Coach, uh, we'll let you go and uh, start prepping for the uh, Pirates and continue that. And uh, thanks for joining the program. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks a lot. All right, we appreciate him uh, for uh, jumping on the uh, show, and hopefully Arthur can uh, keep it going. But obviously a big game yes. this week with the uh, Cumberland Pirates. We'll hear from uh, Coach Watkins uh, later mm-hmm. on in the uh, week as well. They get the other side yep. of that matchup. Yep. So in uh, the matchup, of course, on Friday night. So. Uh, Which we'll, you can hear on WCRA. Yeah, WCRA. That's where the big game is going to happen. Yep. There with Arthur and Cumberland. All right, so uh, let's get to this trip down memory lane, you were yes. saying? Yes. Cast your mind back, Travis, 20 years ago. 20 years ago. What were you doing 20 years ago, Travis? Um, were, you, were you in middle school? Yeah, I was just about to go into high school. Yep, yep. Yeah. Did you play video games? Of course, yeah. Did you have Madden 04? Uh, yeah. 20 years ago, Madden 04 came out, Travis, with the human cheat code Michael Vick. Yeah, of course I did. So we are going to go down memory lane and look at other video game cheat codes in sports games. Okay. Are you ready for this? Uh-huh. See how many of these you have played. Uh-huh. What about Bo Jackson for Tecmo Bowl? No, I never played Tecmo. I never. I, I think I played the remix Tecmo Super Bowl. Um, yeah, no, I never played that even one. Better, but yeah, I used the ultimate. Oh yeah, the ultimate cheat code. Yep, he was the original. Yeah. Uh, like you literally could not, if you're a friend, you could not play as the Raiders. No, mm 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 mm. So how, impossible. How about this one, Travis? We're gonna go away from football. Mm hmm. Go to the world of baseball. John Dowd with MVP Baseball 05. <laughs> the legend. The Barry Bonds stand-in because <laughs> yep. he wasn't part of the licensing agreement for the game. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's the video game legend. Yes. Uh, he just hit it just exactly like Barry, too. Yes. He also <laughs> had just happened, by the way, to have Bonds' exact birthday, age, and weight. Right. It just happened. Just, just, happened like just that. so happens. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the best ever. Yep, yep. What about... Mike Tyson from Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Ooh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I want to say I want to say I played that somewhere. If it was an arcade one time. Mm-hmm. Punch Out. I remember playing in Glass Joe. Glass I Joe. don't really remember Glass Joe. Yep. He was your your character. Oh. Yeah. 
or he was he was like the first level or something like that. Yeah, something like that. And finally, Travis, you can't talk about goats in video games without mentioning Pablo Sanchez. Pablo, yeah. The backyard sports series. Didn't matter which one. He was good at all. He was good at all. Soccer, basketball, baseball. Did it all. Jack of all trades. He was the man. Mm-hmm. Did you ever play any of the backyard Legends. games? I played the backyard football and the baseball one. I yeah, had, I had all of them. I I was went through a big computer gaming phase where I wanted all of those games, and I I had the soccer. Didn't even like soccer, but I had soccer. <laughs> I had That's probably basketball. why I didn't get it. The basketball game stunk, but I got it. Yeah, because it was backyard. Hmm. But football and baseball are are the best ones. Yeah. Now I had I definitely I think had those. It was like O two where they threw in like the MLB players too. Oh yeah. That, that was. Yeah, I kind of remember time. something about that. Good times. You can through certainly legal means find ways to play those games now on your computers. Oh Just yeah, saying. absolutely. There's channels. Yes. There's channels to get through there. So those are are the sports video game goats, Travis. We took this look down memory lane for you. Mm. But can you imagine 20 years since the 04 Vic? Yeah. It doesn't feel that long. That's nuts. They should have came out with a special edition of Madden that had the 04 Michael Vic in it. They should. Or at least like a anniversary cover or something. Yeah, something. Yeah. 20 years. Could have unlocked him in Ultimate Team. Yeah. There you go. By the way, Madden came out, and we didn't talk about it at all. So, there you go. Take that, Madden. <laughs> yeah, that's... So I ain't buying that. that. You know what? Not until it gets better. So far. Oh, yeah. So far yep. fell fall from grace. Yep. Hmm. $22 on uh, Amazon. You can buy Madden 04. All right. For Xbox. I don't have an Xbox anymore. I think I <clears throat> actually I think I have Madden 04 on PlayStation 2. I know I had it on PS2. There I was think a... I had it on on an original Xbox, but I can't remember because I went through like three Xboxes in a month. Yeah, I know. I, got the Red I remember. Ring yeah, the I remember you telling me that. All the Red time. Ring. And then it happened to my 360s too. Hmm. But man, I am looking for a 360. So anyone has a 360 out there. I'm looking to get one. I'm craving some of those old NFL games on the 360. Hmm. There you go. NFL head coach to be specific. Ugh. I know. It's an awful game, but I want to play it. <laughs> I want to yeah, stream myself you. playing it for the masses. So get ready for that. Ooh, there you go. There we go. Now, now we're talking. Now we're talking. That's right. Now we're talking. Get you on Twitch. There we go. Get some video game. Oh, I'll be twitching. Some video games, video game content. Yes. There you go. Maybe that's the next evolution. There you go. Of the starting lineup. Yeah, you never know. I have to work on that. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's the trip down a video game memory lane, and hopefully, if you uh, have some of those lying around, maybe that might inspire you. Pick it up. Pick it up and play it. Play it. Yep, cause just don't, just don't get any better mm-hmm. than some of those, some of those games right there, and the cheat codes that they were. How get was it? Pablo Sanchez. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, that's uh, 
that's our little trip down memory lane for you, Travis. So, tomorrow on the show, I think we will be looking at playoffs for high school football. Playoffs? Yeah. I've been working hard on it this week. I got playoffs ready. Who's in? Who's out? Who's in trouble? Who's in good shape? Who's already been eliminated? <laughs> Technically not eliminated yet, but to me, they're eliminated. We'll find right, out. Right, exactly. Tomorrow. <laughs> Need five losses to officially be eliminated. Exactly. I was going to say, it's, they're not even eliminated yet. Oh, they're eliminated, Travis. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll... Find all that out tomorrow? I was looking for something, but I'm not finding it. Oh, okay. I wasn't prepared for the video game talk, Sorry. so I wasn't prepared for the the video game music. Ah, there we go. That's what I was looking for. All right, we got it. Play it out on some video game. It's vintage video games yes. is what the uh, title is. I like it. <laughs> so we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening and thanks for downloading. Have a great rest of your day. Peace out.